Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foam pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hey folks, welcome back to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough from smalltownhomestead.com, and uh, we're on day 18 of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A. This is where I reached out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading. And we have a really great question today. I think this is a question, well, quite frankly, it could save somebody's life uh, if you heed the advice of our guest today. Um, The question is, why is it not safe to water bath can my vegetables? I was told if they went bad, I would be able to tell. Is this true or do I need to pressure can? And then back to answer another question for us today is Joe Relamy from Homestead Chronicles. And uh, Joe's just going to have some great advice for you. So, uh, Joe, what do you say? Can we, uh, can we water bath can our vegetables or not? Hi, folks. This is Joe joining you again from HomesteadChronicles.com, and it's a pleasure to be back. This is such an important question, and I'm happy for the opportunity to answer it. The question was, why is it not safe to water bath canned veggies, and is it true that you can tell if something's bad? So let's just get straight to the point. No, you will not always be able to tell if something's bad, and yes, veggies must be pressure canned. Hang in there with me for a few, and I'll explain why that is. Botulism is a neurotoxin created by a bacterium that I can't pronounce, don't even ask me to. And it cannot be seen, smelled, or tasted. It's one of the most common but deadliest forms of food poisoning, and it happens to grow best in the perfectly anaerobic or oxygen-free environment of a sealed canning jar, except under two conditions, which I'll explain in a minute. First things first. The short answer is no. You can't see, taste, or smell botulism, so you will not be able to tell. Yes, you need to pressure can all veggies, meats, beans, and other low-acid foods. Please note, I'm not trying to scare you here, but to educate you. So forgive me if I say it more than once. You will not be able to tell whether your food is safe by using your senses alone. This is a proven scientific fact. When this bacteria grows, it secretes a deadly toxin that affects the nervous system and can kill both people and animals. It's much worse than other forms of food poisoning, such as listeria and E. coli. You will not know that the food contains this toxin until you find yourself in a fight for your life. And now that said, you might be able to see, taste, or smell other forms of spoilage, 
but not botulism. A quick Google search is all you need to find out what botulism is and how it can kill you or make you wish you were dead and how to prevent it. In fact, I'm going to ask Harold to share a link to a story that made national news last spring when one person died and 21 others were hospitalized at a church potluck in Lancaster, Ohio. Perhaps you remember something about it? The cause was determined to be improperly canned potatoes in potato salad, and not one person who was stricken by that outbreak has ta- had tasted any contamination at the potluck. Please be sure to read this entire news article beginning to end, because towards the end, it spells out exactly how an outbreak can happen, and it will confirm everything I'm about to share, so it's an important read. To be clear, the reason you don't hear much about botulism outbreaks these days is because there's not that much home canning going on these days. In a commercial cannery, trust me, they're using the same scientific principles we're about to discuss, but on a much larger scale. But for now, please remember that while cooking is an art, canning is a science. And when it comes to science, you need to use proven methods to get precise and consistently safe results. Additionally, botulism spores are naturally found in the soil anyway, and it's already on the food that grows in that soil. But in that state, it's harmless. However, once given a hospitable environment, like the inside of a moist, oxygen-free, low-acid canning jar, that's when they become toxic. It's not the spores that kill you. It's the toxin they produce when they're provided with the right environment. See? It's science, not art. This is why the experts say to use only current, tested, proven canning recipes that are from trusted sources. When I'm canning, there are only a few sources I trust for recipes, and I won't use any recipes that come from anywhere else. Not even your great aunt Tilly, who's been canning since the 50s. And while that may sound arrogant, it's not. It's smart, and it's safe. Why is that? Because in the years since aunt Tilly started canning, water, seeds, soils, and the veggies that grow from it have been impacted by environmental changes such as pollution, chemical contamination, and cultivation practices which can change the end result. What worked in the 50s might not work now, and this explains why recipes need to be current. And you should never alter a tested recipe. Follow it to the letter. Why? Because canning is a science. Cooking is an art. If a recipe sounds bland to you, don't worry about that. You can always spice it up later when you open and use it. Your goal when canning should not be to can meals. It should be to can ingredients for meals, knowing that you'll put it all together and add more flavor when you go to cook with it. Now, to be a bit more specific on the scientific detail, the reason it's not safe to water bath canned veggies, meats, or other low-acid foods is because only two things kill botulism spores. And I mentioned that earlier, and we've come back to that. Those two things are acid and temperatures over 240 degrees. That's it. Some foods provide acid naturally, like fruits, and others need to have some form of acid added, like you would add vinegar to pickles. But foods that don't have enough acid naturally and would taste yucky if you added it must be taken up over 240 degrees Fahrenheit. When cooking under pressure, like in a pressure canner, The temperature of the water increases from the boiling point of 212 degrees Fahrenheit all the way up to 240 degrees, and that will do the job, just like acid would. Put another way, 
Anything less than 240 degrees will not kill botulism spores without acid. And the only way to achieve that temperature is with pressure canning. It's science, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Let me give you a quick overview of which foods are high acid and which are low. You must pressure can low acid foods, such as non-pickled veggies, meats, cooked beans. You can't can dry beans. They have to be soaked and cooked first. Soups that contain no dairy and bras. Of course, there are others, but those are just some basics. You can water bath can high acid foods, such as most fruits, except for melons and bananas. And when I say fruits, I'm talking about things like jams, jellies, pie fillings, things like that. Tomatoes, including salsa, sauces, and ketchups, and pickled veggies, such as cucumbers, which are just pickles, green beans, think dilly beans, and carrots. And the only reason that you can water bath can tomatoes and pickled veggies is that they will have vinegar, lemon or lime juice, or citric acid in the recipe's ingredients. And remember, you're not going to alter those recipes, right? You need to be sure they're, they're acidic enough because if they're not, then yeah, you have to pressure can. As a side note, always use fresh vinegar and bottled lemon or lime juice because commercial citric juices have standard acid levels you can trust. Fresh squeezed juice, well, you don't know how much acid those will actually have. So be safe and just buy fresh bottled juice. Lastly, there are some things that you should ne- that should never be canned. And this is because scientists have not yet developed safe tested recipes for these products. Scientists may have tried and failed, or they may have never tried, so it's unknown. Just be aware that if you can't find a tested recipe, then you ought not be attempting to can it yourself. Some of those things include dairy products, including eggs and butter. Oh, heavens, please don't ever do that. Uh, cured meats, grains, except for corn. You can can corn, um, but not other grains. Fresh raw cabbage, corned beef, corned beef hash, soups that contain dairy, and more. Please make sure you research carefully and find a tested recipe before you try it. Now, I'm going to ask our gracious host, Harold, to share the links to the resources I'm about to mention here. So please be sure to check those out on the page where you found this podcast. And don't forget to watch that news article. Um, As for those trusted sources that I use for canning recipes, um, that's the USDA's Complete Guide to Home Canning at the National Center for Home Food Preservation on the web, uh, Ball's Home Canning site under the Recipes tab, or you can order a copy of their latest book, Ball's Blue Book Guide to Preserving, 37th edition. Ball also has an Ask the Experts forum that you can use if you have questions. I'm also going to ask Carol to add links to an article called Home Canning, How to Avoid Botulism from HealthLink BC, courtesy of the British Columbia government. Very informative article. And a link to my own article out on homesteadchronicles.com called First Time Canning, Seven Things to Do First. Hopefully all these will help you understand the science of canning better. All that said, please be careful who you listen to. There are plenty of books, social media sites, and websites that are share that share untested, unsafe recipes without giving it a second thought. They're even sometimes so bold as to claim, well, nobody's gotten sick yet, or I've been doing it this way for years. Well, I'm sorry, but if you listen to them, you're playing Russian roulette with your family's lives. You might get away with it once or twice or even three times. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up to you. 
They may, these people may be giving folks the more popular answer, the answers they want to hear, but don't get on that bandwagon, please. Start with the links that I've shared here and keep your family safe and healthy. And if you're out on Facebook looking for a group that you can trust for good canning advice and links to tested recipes, just skip all the others and go straight to Safe Canning by the Book on Debbie's Back Porch. I'll repeat that. It's called Safe Canning by the Book on Debbie's Back Porch. And join that Facebook group. It's the only one I trust. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this little science lesson. And happy canning from Homestead Chronicles. God bless and be safe. Until next time, bye-bye. Awesome stuff, Joe. Thank you. Uh, I agree with everything she said. And let me tell you that um, if you don't do this properly, you absolutely do have something to fear. It is very dangerous uh, to not can properly. But if you do it the way you're supposed to do it, it's it's very safe, and I think it's an absolutely necessary skill for homesteading. Um, water bath canning is great when you can do it. Making jellies, jams, pickling, it's a, it's a great skill to have as well. But uh, you do need to have a pressure canner if you're going to can your other vegetables. Thank you, Joe. Great advice. And all of those links that Joe mentioned will be in the show notes along with a couple other uh, links that I've added. One is a, an infographic, a water bath canning infographic for those things you can water bath can. There's a link to that. And also a link to a DVD called At Home Canning that's a really good resource. If you're new to canning, you're just a little bit afraid on what to do, how to do it safely, uh, you might check out that, uh, that DVD. It's a, it's a great resource to have. Hey, you can find out more about Joe through her website and social media pages. I'll have all those links on the website. So pop on over to homesteadchronicles.com and see all that good stuff that Joe has going on over there. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, go to smalltownhomestead.com slash safe canning. And we're going to take a few days off for the holiday here. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up this week. We're going to take a few days off and we'll be back next week. So make sure you join us then for... Another great question and answer. And until then, happy homesteading. God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.